The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The return of one of the wildest free throw shooting motions, and I don't mean underhanded. So rookie Jeremy Sohan of the Spurs is, is known for, for three things. One, he wears his hair like Rodman. Two, he's pretty much playing uncannily like Rodman. And three, just like Rodman, he can't shoot free throws at all. The kid has a horrible, horrible free throw shooting percentage. He shot 59% at Baylor and only has slightly improved to 63%, which is okay, I guess. Not great, though for a guy who's probably going to get fouled a lot, targeted a lot by teams late in games, which is why uh, he shocked a lot of people when he randomly started shooting free throws one-handed. Yeah, yeah. Sohan explained it like this. During shoot-around, before I even touched the ball, Coach Pop and Brett Brown came up to me and they said, you're shooting with one hand for this game. And I just... (laughs) This is tremendous. And I just did it. It's about my development versus how it looks and whatever. I'm just going to listen to them and do my best. Why one-handed, you might ask? Well, because it keeps his elbow tucked, which is a major for- flaw in his form to date. Actually, that's one of the flaws of Giannis, too. Giannis puts his elbows out, and that's one of the great flaws that has him getting absolutely trolled from fans across the country. And it's actually working. So ever since he started shooting one-handed, he went from shooting 46% uh, to 76%. So, and it's pretty good. It speaks a lot to how Sohan is, though, as a player, right? The notes on him before the draft were that he's very coachable, very hardworking. Everything that we've seen from him right now, including the one-handed free throws, tells us that's pretty much true. He's coachable, and that's probably going to carry him a long way in a team that is going to need guys that they can coach because this is a rebuilding team. Uh, Pop had this to say about him defending opposing team star players. He said, yeah, it's been thrilling to watch this guy. He's fearless. He's only seen these guys on TV, and we have him go guard them all the time. This is Greg Popovich, the guy who is – We'll call it a little gun-shy about giving compliments. That is pretty much the closest thing to a compliment Popovich has ever given out since he last dealt with the, the great, late, 
Craig Sager. So if Sohan turns out to be half the player that Rodman does, he's going to be the, probably the steal in the 2022 draft. I wanted Portland to draft him. Not what wasn't going to happen because he was just so low down the level of needs that the Blazers had. And he's still raw. Some nights he'll have zero points. Some nights he'll have 15. But he has a, t- a talent, has a grit, and a place like San Antonio needs him. And if they know, and they do, I think, know how to nurture that talent, sky is the limit. So you're probably tired of hearing about Carl Anthony Towns because even writing this, I was kind of like, ugh. You know, I'm just done. I'm just done with him. Uh He's not even playing right now. Why are we even discussing him? And yet, during his recovery, he's managed to do the impossible. He's making himself even more unlikable than ever before. And and listen, my New Year's resolution, I, I said this before, is to be kinder and gentler to Carl Anthony Towns. And so this is me trying to, even though he's annoying. His latest hullabaloo. Well, Towns has gone after the Wolves very publicly for giving an overly optimistic timeline for his injury recovery. Uh, He has a calf tear. Stinks. The severity of it has been debated. It happened about a month ago. The Wolves released info that Carl Anthony Towns' calf strain was a grade 2, and the recovery for a grade 2 calf strain is between 4 to 6 weeks. But that time has come, and that Time has gone, and now Carl Anthony Towns is mad. He is big mad. This is what he said. It was never a grade two strain. It was never going to be a grade two strain. Unfortunately, I prayed to God Almighty that it was a grade two, but I knew that it wasn't. It was a grade three. Grade three is a full-blown tear. A lot of times you need surgery. It could be God knows how long before he comes back. And, yeah, he's mad reasonably so because his team is lying about his injury and giving not only false hope to the fans that he's coming back anytime soon, which he is not, but then when he doesn't play, according to their timeline, what does it make Carl Anthony Towns look like? Makes him look like people already consider him soft. Carl Anthony Towns is being shaped, and the narrative continues to persist as him being overly soft. Grade 3 strain. And that's a no-no. You're not coming back from that anytime soon. Cat then continued. NBA team was trying to say four to six weeks. There was no way with the injury I sustained. It's a very significant injury. I don't know if they were trying to give false hope to the fans or what the case may be. Listen, I think Carl Anthony Towns is very unlikable. Uh, I think a lot of times he's... He's his own worst worst enemy. Uh, But at this point, I am on Team Carl Anthony Towns. I am a 1,000% in his corner. They should know better. Minnesota, how dare you, right? How dare you? You're already knowing that your star player is battling a reputation for being soft, and now he's going to be called that over something that you did? over news that you incorrectly gave out, that is just dumb. That is just doo-doo dumb, 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 dumb. I think the Wolves are a mess. We've said that before. But this type of stuff is Bush League. And this is an incident, even as small as it is, 
that has done nothing to change my mind about what's going on there. With Tim Connolly, who's supposed to be absolutely goaded, is uh, doing what he can to change his reputation day by day. And uh, listen, there's social, we talked about this. They tried to coin the nickname Gobzilla for Rudy Gobert. And that trade's been a disaster. Minnesota's probably not going to make the play-in tournament. And we got Austin Rivers as the team PR spokesman. You just can't get much worse than that. As of now, we have no idea when Towns is going to return. Maybe the playoffs, if they're even in the playoffs, no guarantee that they're even going to make it there. And if that's the case, I think things get very dicey in the offseason. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We got some trades. Our very first deal of the NBA 2023 trade deadline is complete. And if you add Rui Hachimura on your bingo card, I mean, you're a liar. Congratulations, you're a liar. Uh, I don't think anyone besides maybe Wizards fans thought that he might be the first person moved. And it wasn't like people didn't see it coming, because they did. The They've been asking Rui questions. Hey, um, do you want to be traded? And he's like, I don't know. And they're like, have you asked formally for a trade? Uh, that's no comment. So that was like 24 hours before he was traded. So things started bubbling up a little bit in terms of Rui getting moved. And as a side note, anytime you ask someone a question that's a yes or a no question and they answer no comment, yeah, that's probably something bad. He did ask to be traded. Otherwise, he would have just said no, right? He would have just said plainly, nah, I haven't done that. So the Kings and the Mavs have been kicking his tires for a week or more. But boy, oh boy, did I not see the L.A. Lakers coming. Oh, yes. The team that everybody, including Jeannie Buss, said was going to be standing pat. They trade Kendrick Nunn. Sad. Sad. You cannot assess this Lakers team without a fully healthy Kendrick Nunn. I've been saying this for 48 months, it feels like. You don't know what you have in this Lakers team without Kendrick Nunn. And now that he's gone, how can I truly know what they are? Three second rounders on top of Kendrick Nunn for Rui Hachimura. So I saw Palinka sitting alone at the PKI, Phil Knight Invitational, and I said to myself, what is he scouting? Well, who are you scouting with all those second-rounders? And now the question becomes even more clear. No one. You have no more second-rounders even to use. And you've got a decade with AD. You've down, down three of your seven second-rounders, despite the fact that the only guys you really hit on are undrafted or guys late in the second round. Caruso, Alec Reeves. Come on now. Austin Reeves, excuse me, Alex Crusoe. As Shams noted, though, the Lakers are not going to pay this price unless they 
sign Rui Hachimura to a long-term deal. And that is, that's where it gets tricky, folks. Rui? Rui, a long-term Laker? Rui? They have Rui's bird rights and his $18.8 million cap hold. And they've already said that they intend to sign Austin Reeves. So now if you sign Austin Reeves, you sign Rui to a long-term deal. You've already got LeBron in an extension. You've got Anthony Davis on the books. The question I think everybody who knows math is asking is, so are you not going to be able to get a big free agent this offseason when Russ comes off the books or or nah? And it feels like nah. So if it's impossible to sign said star in the offseason that we've been hearing that they're going after, what are they going to do? Strange, strange decision by Rob Palenka to give up that much draft capital only to be forced to renounce Rui's bird rights if they actually want to bring in a heavy hitter. I'm starting to think, I'm starting to think that Rob Plinka might not be very good at his job. I'm starting to think, I know shocking, I've never thought that before, but this is what has, this is the straw that's broke the camel's back, I think, for me. Rui, I actually like him, very perplexing player. Heard, as someone lives in the DMV area, uh, District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia, I've heard a lot of things about Rui's work ethic. We know that he missed a lot of time last season for personal issues. Uh, I've heard he's, by all accounts, a very good dude, but also someone who has struggled to not be the star, the guy. If you go to Japan, Rui is on every bag of chips that you can find, and Rui is a bag of chips in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's him. That's, he's a bag of chips. He's a guy that you're not building around here. So it's strange. And things as we know, asked Kyle Kuzma, his former teammate who also came from the Lakers, things are magnified in Laker land. Fans are not caring about what your status is in another country. They want to know if you can get them wins right now. Bright lights and Rui Hachimura shrinking under them in the DMV? Oh, boy, what's it going to be like here? Uh, I'm not going to get overly pessimistic because there is some good things about it, but another thing that I find to be weird is why is Rob Palinka trying to uh, remake the Washington Wizards in Los Angeles? You've got Thomas Bryant, who's a former Laker and came from the Wizards. You've got Troy Brown. Yes, legend. Troy Brown went to Oregon. Uh, Rui Hachimura and Russell Westbrook. A quarter of their roster played with Russell Westbrook on the Washington Wizards. There's two groups. There's the Clutch Sports group, and then there's the ex-Wizards group. There's literally zero overlap. None. Zero overlap. There's none. I tried to see if there was any connection. There's not. Russ and Rui, this is where things get real strange because we imagine in our heads that Russell Westbrook He's not going to be on the Lakers next year when his contract is up. But then you start to put the pieces together and you wonder, huh, maybe that's wrong. Russ and Rui, very close relationship. Rui calls Russ senpai, which is a term of great respect in Japan. Uh, it's closely, closest word is, is leader 
for his part, Russ loves Rui. He says he's a great scorer. He's got great hands. He can guard any position on the floor. Pause. Rui is not known for his defense. I will say that. So he says he's seen him do great things, and I'm excited to see him do it here. I think this means that Russell Westbrook stays on the L.A. Lakers, folks. You've got all these guys that he played with. You see clips on Twitter of him mentoring Rui, showing him how to avoid turning the ball over in the post, him going out and drawing a foul on the very next play. Russ has been amazing off the bench, incredible six-man of the year. He's getting triple-doubles, even not starting. And for their part, the Wizards just continue to be worse than the Lakers in every way if it's possible. Like, Wizards fans are pissed. Because Rui was, when did he get picked? Was he 10th? Rui, yeah, Rui was the tw- the 10th pick overall. You trade ninth, ninth pick overall, and you trade him for Kendrick Nunn and three seconds? Not one useful player? No disrespect to Kendrick Nunn. We know you haven't been healthy. We don't know who you are right now. Uh, I think Kendrick Nunn probably gets moved. And those three second-rounders are great in a league where you can get Io DeSumo and Herb Jones. But listen, if I can't trust the Wizards to draft someone competent with the 10th overall pick and you get Johnny Davis, do you think I can trust, if I'm a fan of the Wizards, for them to draft anyone of value in the second round? No shot. I mean, then you've got to deal with cat space and then you have to move other players like Will Barton. I, I, I d- doubt that they're going to move on from Kyle Kuzma or Porzingis. And Beal is going nowhere. So what are they even doing? The fact that Rui got moved means he asked to be moved and they were done with him. Very interesting trade. I kind of like it for the Lakers. Uh I don't love it for the Wizards. They have been patient with Rui, and if he wanted to be gone, I guess you have to get something for him. And for a, for a team that's been up and down every game, the Lakers, the last thing they need is inconsistency. So I am very curious. What an interesting way to start trade season. 